Hey man, it's Aaron from the Underground Railroad, and you guys are tuning in to another wonderful show from the Four-Eyed Radio Network. To listen to more awesome episodes from your favorite people at the Fern Network, you can turn into foureyedradio.com. Is it? Ooh. Hey Patrick. Hey. So, uh, how, when you when you go shopping online, where where do you usually go to shop online? Uh. Like if you have to do stuff for birthday parties or uh, holidays are coming up, you don't want to go to the store. Where do you where do you shop online? I don't know. Craigslist. Craigslist. You go to Craigslist. <laughs> Why well, you shouldn't go to Craigslist? You should go to Amazon.com. Right. Amazon.com. Yeah. yeah. Amazon.com. But you stuff's don't. Actually, good. It is good. Yeah. But you don't go to Amazon.com. You, d- you, you don't. don't. No. What you need to do is you click on you go to the Sasquatch.net, click on the Amazon banner. And then yeah. do your shopping. You know why? Why? Because we get a little kickback then, and we can keep the lights on in the studio, and I won't be homeless. Oh, yeah. Well, so. wait a minute. So if we want you to be homeless. Well, yeah, but do you really want me to be homeless? Fuck. <laughs> uh, okay, well, if you if you don't want Steve to be homeless, go to the net and click on the Amazon banner and shop like you normally do, and we'll get a little taste if you do. But apparently, if you want me to be homeless, then just shop at Craigslist. Yeah, or, I don't know, Walmart, maybe? Yeah, Walmart works, too. Yeah, because that's probably where you'd be living if you were homeless. <laughs> that's where I'll be living. Yeah. Oh, so depressing. Okay. Well, that's that's all I got. All right, so Sasquatch.net, click on the Amazon banner. That's That's all I got. Yes, do. <laughs> Welcome to a brand new episode, and by brand new, I mean very new, first episode of a podcast called Not Another Bee Horror Cast. Now, I know what you're thinking. Is that Steve-O's voice in? Yes, yes it is. Steve-O is on another podcast. How many has he done right now? I don't know. I'm starting to believe is every time Steve comes up with a new podcast, you take a drink. Um, but you can find us on 4iradio.com, Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Zoo Marketplace, Blackberry Podcast, Blueberry Podcast, Mirror Guide, Podcast Directory, Double Twists, YouTube, Swell Radio, and Player FM. And don't forget to check out some of our great sponsors like Revenge Lovers Designs. Illustrates and designs that fit your personalities. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. And speaking of not another B Horrorcast, so say Halloween. It's Halloween right now. Well, it's not Halloween, but it's the season of Halloween. It's October. So you're like, I want to get some movies. I want to buy some horror movies. I know they got a selection on uh, Netflix right now, but well, you can't really find stuff on Netflix sometimes. So where you go, you go to Amazon.com, but you don't go to Amazon.com. You go to the Sasquatch. 
Amazon.net, click on the Amazon banner, and shop like you normally do. And we'll get a little taste if you do. Now, with all that out of the way, I am Stevo, and of course... I'm Anna. And this is Not Another Bee Horrorcast. Now, I'm going to stop talking because this is actually somebody else's show. I'm just co-hosting it. So, Anna... Why don't you let the listeners know what uh, what is this what, what are they in store for? What is this show going to be? What up? So this is going to be a basically it's just going to be a podcast reviewing horror movies, horror games, pretty much anything horror that we can find. If you have a suggestion on what we can talk about, or I don't know, um, review whatever you'd like. Uh, Give us a holler. Um, and that would be not another B horrorcast at gmail.com. Um, so, first thing we're going to hit is some horror movie news. Really? You're just going to skip over all the other stuff? What other stuff? All right. Oh, you Twitter. can also find us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com backslash not another B horrorcast and also on the Twitters at not B horrorcast. All one word. Not another B horrorcast. On Twitter? Yes. No, I thought it was not a B horror cast because you just said. Um, I think it is not another B horror cast on Twitter. Are you sure? Uh, let me check Twitter. Because <laughs> I asked you this before we started the show. I told you it was not another. No, B you horror said cast. not B horror cast. That's what you told me. That's what I put in the Twitter handle. We're off to a great start, kids. Oh, it's at B Horrorcast for Twitter. At B Horrorcast. Okay, I so. apologize. I don't yeah. use Twitter very often. Actually, this is the first time ever using Twitter, so I have an excuse. <clears throat> you don't because you use Twitter. So. Yeah. Uh, um. Anyways. Well, no, because I'm. Okay, look, I already managed another person's show on the <laughs> network that I really don't need to manage. So. Well, okay, we'll just call you the more experienced one and leave it at that. So, right. um. But yes, Twitter is at BeHorrorCast. So first thing we're going to hit... Um, and, if you, and if you do want us to find... I'm going to just throw this out there because I'm trying to do multimedia stuff. But if you do want to try to find us and tweet us and everything like that, also use the hashtag HorrorCast. So we'll make sure to look for that on Twitter when you post stuff. Um, right. I think that's everything out of the way. All right, great show. Awesome. <laughs> So, first thing I wanted to mention is, I actually am kind of excited for this movie. It just came out, and I really want to see it. It's called The Green Inferno. Oh, um, that's the episode, not the episode, that's the movie with the cannibals, right? Uh, I believe so, yes. Um, yeah, I just saw an advertisement pop up for it, and it looks really interesting. Ooh, it's only got 57% on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, so, but then again, it's a horror movie. Most horror movies are rated pretty low on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, it does look interesting, though. It looks exciting. So, but it's your typical horror film with cannibals. Basically, a group of uh, kids are like, "We're gonna go save the Amazon," and then their plane crashes, and they end up in the pretty much rainforest with surrounded by a bunch of crazy people. They throw them in cages, and they realize <gasps> these guys are going to eat us. What? And then they try to escape. So I'm guaranteed probably, what, all of them die except for one, and then it might have that scare factor where she thinks she survives. Yes, I said she, because it looks like it surrounds around a girl. And that's Always. Where everyone knows. It's like, oh, this person is going to live till the end until the last 
thing at the credits where somebody pops up. It's like a boogity boo. So we'll and she's always got to be like really skinny and have really torn up clothing and be panting. And then like right as the movie's about to end, something jumps out, either rips her head off or you know eats her or whatever the hell. And then the movie ends, and you're so like, the, what the fuck? So the normal cliche. Exactly. Um, still excited to see it though and see what directions they take in the middle. Yes. Um, um but anyways, um. Speaking of October, um, what we're going to try to do now, the first episode, uh, we already watched a movie, and we'll talk about it, and I, one of the things I think we were going to talk about was, does the, we're going to watch either old movies, new movies, uh, going back and forth, and one of the things I think was, does the movie still hold up? Um, when did you first see the movie, if this is the first time seeing a movie, but what we're going to do with the next episode, we'll announce at the end of the episode what next movie we're going to watch, and then so you guys can watch it before the next episode comes out. And also, after you watch it, you can send us stuff and we can read um, what you thought about that movie and so on and so forth. Um. So, first thing I want to bring up is recently Wes Craven passed away, which is very sad. So, um, in order to commemorate his career in film, we actually watched the original Nightmare on Elm Street, which I have never seen the original before, so it was interesting to watch it, see what kind of turns it had. It had a lot of cheesy stuff, but it was very creative and it was very original. Well, the movie did come out in 1984. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another thing I forgot to pull up is all the facts about the movies and everything like that. But, um, yes, yeah, so I remember seeing it probably when I was, I don't know, 14, 13, something like that. And then I haven't watched it since then. But a movie, but something I did watch beforehand is a great, uh, actually, documentary called uh, Never Sleep Again. Um, right. If you have like three hours to kill, it's on Netflix. I say three hours to kill. Basically, if you have nothing going on that day, <laughs> set aside three hours. It's a really good documentary. You get to find out about Wes Craven, about how he kind of lost the horror franchise of Freddy Krueger for a bit to New Line Cinema, to the producer who pretty much got it started off the ground, and then they brought him back for you know a new nightmare where he actually came back and wrote and directed the film. He's actually in the film, um, and they kind of actually gave a new light to Freddy Krueger at that point, which was kind of a cool take on it. And I think that came out in 1992 or 93. Which I thought that uh, A New Nightmare, the idea was very interesting how they incorporated Wes Craven into the film. Like he's basically playing a creepy version of himself. Yes. And they actually used real life events to play off of what happens in the movie. It's very, very interesting. Uh, One thing I did kind of wish they did make a film is, which is actually a film I do want to watch for this uh, horror podcast, but Peter Jackson actually wrote a script for Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, and it was actually interesting. It almost made you feel bad for Freddy Krueger because it was like he was showing up in teenagers' dreams and they would just beat the crap out of the guy and stuff like that. And you're like, oh, man, he's like kind of weak and decrepit and he's trying to get back. Basically back on his feet to kill. But you're also like, I want to feel bad for this guy. But then you're like, but no, because he was a, a child, child molester <laughs> and he killed children. So I have mixed feelings about it. It was kind of a cool concept to take to it. But, um, but yeah, another movie I definitely will say to watch if you haven't watched it yet is uh, Frighteners. Uh, with Peter Peter Jackson's one of his uh, one of his first or second films that he did. I don't think I ever saw. Oh that. yeah, good film. Michael J. Fox is in it. Um, a lot of people are in it. It's a good film. Hmm. I'll have to look it up. Then. But um, yeah, so yes, Wes Craven passed away. So may he rest in peace. Um, that was a sad that happened a couple of weeks ago. I know we're just hitting yeah. it now, but I did talk about it on another podcast. So and also another wonderful 
horror actor passed away a couple months ago, actually, Christopher Lee. He was ah, a yes. very sexy man, and I was in love with his voice. Christopher um, Lee's. In fact, if people don't really know about Christopher Lee, uh, Lee is, uh, and the people know him from Lord of the Rings. They know him from uh, the, you know, Star the, Wars. the new Star Wars and stuff like that. But actually, he was in the horror uh, films of Hammer Horror Films uh, when they were trying to reboot, actually, the old uh, monsters from Universal back in... I don't know when they came out, probably like the late 60s, maybe, or something like that. But uh, yeah, he actually played uh, Dracula, which is actually really funny because Peter Cushing, who was also uh, Van Helsing in those movies, was also in the first Star Wars movie. He was um, in the, I apologize, he was in Dracula in 1958. Okay, 19, oh, I was close. You were. Of the Props. Early 60s. Uh, but yes, yeah, so that was actually when um, Hammer Horror Films took over. And actually, it was really interesting because Peter Cushing also played uh, Dr. Frankenstein in those films as well. And they actually revamped all the monsters trying to give them a more gritty, more realistic kind of feel. Because the black and white ones were very good, but they weren't really gory. They were more just kind of maybe scary at the time. It's more suggestive than anything. Yeah, this one was head on of. There was boobs, there was blood, there was everything. Um, it did get really weird. There is one. Uh, Hammer horror film with Dracula. It's like Dracula, like 1960 something or whatnot. It actually takes place in like the 60s, and it's <laughs> it's actually you have it's I have to remember what it, I think it was on Netflix at one point. I remember watching it. It's just it's and it's an acid trip. It's really crazy, um, <laughs> some of that. But they came up with a lot of lore for Dracula in those ones where it was like Dracula, you know, get he hated the cross, he hated sunlight, but there was like a rose bush or something like that because it was like. Uh, um, like the same thing that was put on, uh, no, it wasn't a rose bush. It was a thorn, something with thorns, but it was something that the crown of Jesus. Oh, the um, crown of thorns. Yeah, the crown of thorns, kind of like that, playing off of that. I mean, there was a lot of, a lot of crazy stuff that they came up with. Interesting uh, stuff that hurt uh, Dracula. But yes, uh, Christopher Lee did pass away, and that was that was really sad. And again, we lose two great people, yet we still can't get rid of Beaver. So, yeah, what's up with that? I don't know. Somebody hit him with a car. Um, also. Um, H.P. Lovecraft's Color Out of Space is to be made into a movie by Richard Stanley. He's going to direct it. Mm. Um, I am a huge fan of H.P. Lovecraft. I'm not wearing one of the Cthulhu shirts right now, unfortunately. But um, he's a really, really good writer. He's actually considered the father of horror. So if you have time, um, I think they might even have his books online for free. Do they have them on tape? Yes. Who reads them? Um, I don't know. Hmm. Um, but they do have. There's an app called Audiobooks on that you can get on your phones and you can listen to. Um, they have some of his stories and I listened to a couple of them. I don't know if they have Color Out of Space, but the story Color Out of Space is actually very very interesting. Um, if I'm remembering the story right, it's this stone that falls out of the sky and it ends up on this farm and it starts basically absorbing the life out of the dirt and it starts growing and it's this really bizarre, like really trippy story. Um, and it's really, really fascinating to read his books because whenever he writes, he writes, he normally writes in first person. So he's basically like telling the story of I was doing this and then I said this and it's, it places you into the story more and it's it gets into your head <laughs> it's very interesting um but oh um 
Mm-hmm. I was just saying, I was just looking through a couple of things. Um, another, actually, a horror TV show that just started on Stars uh, a couple of weeks ago, or probably a month ago, since you're listening to this, was uh, The Evil Dead. Yes. Um, and everyone seems to say this is probably the best. Um, uh, probably like it's even better than the the movies right now because they're able to do a lot more gory and a lot more um, probably storytelling and everything like that. So, um, but yeah, I was just looking at a couple of things that uh, actually just came out is uh, what was it Cooties um, with Elijah mm. Woods. Uh, that's a comedy horror film which we'll also talk about as well. Uh, Fear of the Walking Dead um, has now been airing actually on uh, AMC, which is the prequel to Walking Dead, and Walking Dead will be returning again at the end of um october as usual and i've never seen these films um i don't know if you have but apparently they're making a jeepers creepers 3 i they play jeepers creepers and jeepers creepers 2 on sci-fi all the time but i've never actually sat down and watched it i think i sat down and watched like maybe 10 minutes and went eh and stopped watching it really wasn't riveting but i mean i guess it's good if you like want to have a crappy horror movie on in the background while you're I don't know, cleaning your kitchen or something. Um, also, going back to Wes Craven, uh, looks like that they're going to do another... We're, we've been hearing rumors about Nightmare on Elm Street, but it's possible that they're going to be doing a Dream Warriors remake. Okay, now, are they sticking to the new canon that they developed with the brand new Nightmare on Elm Street when they try to revamp uh, Freddy Krueger in the 2010 one, was it? Um, probably not. You think I they're just going to reboot the entire franchise? Um, Tuesday replaced Return to Fred's Dream Warriors character in the Dream Master, so just gets Dream remake of Dream Warriors. Um, yeah, they're not remaking. They're definitely not remaking the one that they just remade in 2010. Uh, oh, okay. So they're not going to be bringing back Robert England, unfortunately. But he says he might be having a cameo. Um, they don't specify whether or not they're going to be following the canon thing or not. Oh, okay. Um... Apparently, they approached Tuesday Night, who replaced the Patricia Arquette character in Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Hmm. So, they might just be pretending... I don't know if they're just going to pretend like the 2010 movie didn't happen and just kind of jump back into what they were doing or what the deal is with that. But. Mm. Um. All right. Let's see what else we can drag out of this. Well, there's also, uh, of course, the finally the movie uh, was released, or not the movie, but the trailer was released. I believe it comes out maybe at the end of October or maybe even November, but uh, Krampus. Yes! We're finally getting the horror comedy of that. Um, oh, I'm so excited for that. Now, if anybody doesn't know the lore of Krampus, Krampus is like Santa's evil twin brother, um, which is weird because Krampus has been around for a while, and it wasn't until, like I would say, maybe three years ago that he finally started catching speed, that people are like, oh, I love Krampus and stuff. This is all creepypasta on Reddit just likes to um, <laughs> invent things or think they invent things. or. But then I would have to say this. If you're dumb enough to believe certain stuff, like if you believe Slender Man is real, uh, go kill yourself. 
too soon. Wonder Man's not real? No, he's not real. Um, too soon. <laughs> Uh, yes. Also, great news is uh, we've heard that Ridley Scott will be doing another uh, Prometheus movie, but it looks yes. like uh, Aliens Paradise Lost will connect to Ripley's uh, Ridley. Yeah, Ripley. Yeah, connect to Ripley. So I guess uh, original Alien design. So it looks like um, the so, aliens will be coming back. Yes. So from what I read, it looks like they're going to be linking the Prometheus movie with this new one, basically making the jump between or making the link between this the last Prometheus movie that just came out a couple of years ago and the original Alien movie. Ah, which so that's I, what we all thought. I think we were getting with the first Prometheus. We all thought this was the prequel. I think that they were with the first Prometheus movie. They were basically creating the building blocks for a prequel, and now they're actually making it and saying, so, "Okay, this is how it all kind so of." So they're saying together. this is the prequel to the prequel. Uh, so Ridley, no, the first Prometheus is the prequel to, to the, the prequel, prequel. Okay. right? So this is the actual prequel. The actual prequel, and they are gonna have the facehuggers in it, which is awesome. I it's really hope cool. that they have like the real aliens with like the acid dripping and. I oh, think they will. So cool. I mean, there's. I don't know about you, but there's nothing to me. Um, don't get me wrong. CGI has come a long way, and certain times you need CGI. But there's nothing better than a realistic. An looking like physical... physical being like there on screen and stuff like that because those right. aliens actually honestly those aliens today still hold up when you watch they're, those movies they're still freaky like the just how they filmed it and how they kept them in dark settings and stuff like that like you can barely like the only time i think it ever looked really cheesy was probably when you got to see it in light the in the first alien movie when he comes out from like in uh ridley's uh, uh spaceship like escaping the colony or whatnot where he's kind of like in the wires or whatnot but oh, yeah. other than that like i mean even when the queen came out in the second one it was just like shit yeah you know? she, they did a really good job with that um yeah i think oh here's another thing i mm -hmm. didn't think about asking but is there anything from horror movies that scarred you like because i have two examples first one is the movie jaws which, again, they used a real... They didn't use CGI. They used a real, like, animatronic shark. Yes. Which, it had a lot of issues, so they couldn't show it as much as they wanted, but that actually worked out for their benefit because yeah, it, actually, it made the movie scarier because you didn't know when it was coming. You All you saw was the fin. That was and, actually the best thing that ever happened to that movie. And yeah. I think there's a documentary that's included with the 20th anniversary or the 30th anniversary of Jaws on Blu-ray. I think it's called A Shark Named Bruce, I think it's called. I could be wrong. I think you're right. But uh, they talk about how the shark had so many mechanical problems and then not using it. And then when they finally were able to use it at that last final shot when it finally, like, shows up, and he's like, I think we're going to need a bigger boat kind of thing like that. Like, I mean, it made people stay out of the water for a long time. But, no, that movie did not scar me. Um, That's, it scarred me. I still can't go into the ocean. And I will say whenever I was little, when I because I saw that movie when I was, like, seven or eight years old. So, for the longest time, like, whenever I would wake up in the middle of the night and I had to go to the bathroom, I didn't want to get out of my bed because I thought that the shark was going to come out of the floor and eat me. Um, and then I, you know, got a little bit older and I was like, okay, well, you know, it's the water. As long as I don't go in the water, I'll be fine. Then I saw the movie Tremors. Ah. That scared the crap out of me because those things really can come out of the ground and eat you. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, honestly, I don't think there was a movie that scarred me. I think I've always just been into scary movies. I love scary movies, but uh, they definitely startled me whenever I was younger. Cause... Yeah, because I used to watch a lot of 
creepy stuff and things like that. Like I got, well, I don't know. I think maybe I did a different, um, <clears throat> a different approach to some of these things. Cause like I started like one of the biggest franchises I got into when I was little was probably the puppet master. And then that kind of spawned into like the, you know, uh, child's played movies and then just, um, I don't know. Then, I, then again, I did see like aliens and predator when I was like five. So yeah, I didn't see alien until I was like, 15 16 so um the puppet master franchise yes talk a little bit about that because i haven't seen you it have before. no idea what that is no. um puppet master was a um basically the i'll go in uh it, it got out of hand at a certain point like most horror films do um this started as uh it was basically a uh it's deal it dealt with nazis in the first one where basically like well what happened is this guy basically found a formula for like eternal life or reviving oh, okay. things and things like that so he mm -hmm. put it into his puppets and then when the nazis Ooh. found out about it uh he basically committed suicide and his mansion was locked up or um his thing or something like that so then the first movie is like a bunch of people come to this basically kind of crazy dinner party and stuff like that and then these puppets start kind of um harvesting people for the the guy who they thought was dead, but he's actually put his subconscious into an actual like kind of puppet, like oh okay, so like he full, committed suicide and put his consciousness into another puppet, kind of like a thing and kind of revived himself and everything like that. So that like that was the first movie. Then you know he died. The puppets ended up like betraying him for whatever reason. I forget why. Um, it's been a while since I've seen the movie. Then the second one takes over and it's basically just like this old creepy like house. These people moved in and stuff. And then it got to a point where like the puppets became like allies to people and. Like, these weird demon creatures were coming after stuff. I don't know. Like I said, it really <laughs> jumped the shark within, like, the fourth film or something like that. So, um, but it's cool. It's I, I think I like it because I like the animatronics. I like how they really use, they used a lot of stop motion in the movies. And it was just really, it's really low budget, but it was kind of very creative how they, all the different puppets had kind of, like, a unique thing they could do. Mm -hmm. um, and things like that. Um, also going off the puppet thing, I want to turn it over to real life for a moment and talk about Robert the Doll. Ah, right. So, for those of you that don't know, Robert the Doll is actually the basis for Chucky. Yes. Um, he is a doll that, back in, I want to say the 1800s, there was a little boy that, uh, his parents had slaves and one of the slaves didn't was mad at the family for whatever reason probably so she because gave, he was a slave <laughs> probably they don't it's iffy on whether it was a man or a woman they are leaning towards woman that it was slave but um he or she created a doll and used the boy's human hair which was normal back then and gave him like roughly like three foot tall doll um and the doll ended up the boy liked the doll so much and the boy was named robert so he named the doll robert and basically called him little robert um and give me one moment i'm pulling up the actual site so i can make sure i get my facts right on this <clears throat> oh come on okay there we go So, basically, the parents would walk by the little boy's room, and they would hear him playing with the doll, and they would hear him talking to the doll and hear what they thought was the little boy answering back to himself in a lower voice. Um, then they started 
hearing like there was one time whenever like they heard something crash and they went into the bedroom and the little boy said that Robert did it and the doll was sitting on a chair glaring at the boy and um oh come on where's the story you guys suck Um, long story short, parents, he moved out of the house, the parents, and kept the doll there, and the doll had its own room, or no, I'm sorry, the doll was in the attic. Uh, the boy grew up, got married, and then whenever the parents died, he took back over the house, Mm -hmm. and moved back in, and he found the doll again. Um, and the wife hated Robert, the doll, and was scared to death of it, understandably. Um... But the doll had its own room, and there was lots of people that said whenever they walked by the house that they would see the doll, like, standing at the windows, that a lot of times whenever they're looking at the doll that they would see the facial expression change. Um, Then eventually the guy died, and um, the house fell into disrepair. Then another family moved in, and they had a little girl, and the little girl ended up finding Robert the doll in the attic, I believe. Maybe it wasn't in the attic, but anyways, she found the doll, and then she, like, a couple weeks after she found the doll, um, she claimed that the doll tried to kill her, so they actually ended up getting rid of the doll, and he's now in South Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why I think it's so interesting is, for one thing, I just saw this, apparently, you can take, in order to take a picture... Of Robert the doll, first of all, you have to ask his permission. You have, if you don't ask the doll's permission to take his picture, then your camera will screw up. The images will be distorted, whatever. Um, and actually, they took a picture on robertthedoll.org. They have a picture that says that Robert has an aura. So, the, I guess someone took a picture. Uh, Sandy DeVoe used her special aura detecting camera to take Robert's picture. And, of course, she asked him if it was okay. And whenever the image appeared, it was very apparent. Robert does indeed have an aura. The colors are blue on the top and purple at the bottom. Um, so, dolls aren't supposed to have auras because auras normally come from humans and... Like, just generally, there's lots of stories about, like, security guards that have worked there where things have moved around. Like, he's come out of his case before, but for the most part, he seems pretty happy just hanging out at that. Um, well, there was actually the storm that happened, uh, one of the hurricanes or whatnot. Oh, and when they right. when they actually went into the museum to check on everything, his, his case was actually open. And Robert was actually on the raptors in that area to hide from the water to not get damaged. So, yeah, um, he was the only thing that was completely dry. So um, a lot of stuff with this uh, B uh, horror cast. Hopefully, we're doing is not only just talking about um, movies and stuff like that, but you know, supernatural stuff and things that int- pique our interest, like those kind of like ghost adventure stuff and things like that, or even creepy stories or anything that kind of comes our way. Um, I think we're going to try to take trips to certain places and try to get like you know some of these readings and stuff like that as well. So it's it's not just going to be just about horror movies and things like that. So we'll hopefully, be able to. 
add know, our own personal experiences in and listener experiences if you feel like writing all that in kind of stuff know, so, so. It, it will be pretty interesting so uh, without further ado i guess you could also like any kind of creepy experiences uh i would like to set that aside as well like as long as we're going to talk about horror movies and things like that i think actually during the uh, month of october we maybe should do a couple of episodes where uh scary stories and stuff like that so um but yeah robert the doll is one of those weird creepy legends and I guess there's a couple of videos of Robert Dadal actually moving on tape. So if you want to look that up on YouTube or whatever. Well, not even YouTube. If you want, we can actually, when uh, we could probably post a couple of those uh, videos as well um, on the Facebook page. So if you're wondering Absolutely. what's going on, check out the uh, thing. Yeah, but yeah, uh, Child's Play. Yeah, that was one of the movies that... Um, I think, again, intrigued me just because of the animatronics, just how they put it together, just how they were able to make his face move and stuff like that. Like, they had a guy with, like, all these, like, wire sets on his face and stuff like that while he, like, read his dialogue and things like that. Which I actually just heard that looks like another uh, horror Chucky movie is going to be coming out. Because the last one that came out, I think, was The Curse of Chucky. Seed of Chucky. Was it Curse? Curse of Chucky was the latest one. Oh, okay. It was actually going back, which actually had a great ending to that movie. Now, it came out, I think, two years ago. I think it came out in 2013. Uh, Great ending to that movie because it was literally like – it was the original guy who played Andy Andy in it who he was, like, first trying to kill and take over his body. You're Um, correct. It is 2013. Yes, and there was a part in it at the end where he gets a package on his birthday. He sits on his thing. His mom's calling him and everything like that. You see this knife kind of come up and come out, and he kind of pops out. Chucky, he's ready to kill Andy. You're just like, oh, shit, really kind of thing? And then, like, he's looking around. All of a sudden, like, he turns, and there's a shotgun right at his face, and Andy goes all, like, play with this. And you just hear it go off. I was like, oh, that's such a good ending. You brought, like, everybody back together and stuff like that. (laughs) But, yeah, Chucky, like... As much as he's like you know freaky and stuff like that, it's it's he's kind of he's got some good humor to him and stuff like that. Like I think it was like a Bride of Chucky where the wife says or like the female woman or whatnot, his girlfriend at the time, she's all like, you gotta you gotta do things more subtle. You gotta be like Martha Stewart. And he just looks at her, he's like, who the fuck is Martha Stewart? Because it's like he doesn't know. <laughs> he was like gone for a while. But um, yeah, I know we will probably dive into those movies at some point. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I was very scarred. I I don't know. I watched a lot. I mean, my mom let us watch Poltergeist when we were like fucking like five. So that's another thing. If you have a chance, go see the Poltergeist remake. Pick it up or yeah, it looks like it just came out. It looks like they have extended um extended cut. What now? Now a lot of people didn't like it. I think they did a pretty good job. I thought it was brilliant with the remake. Um, I mean, they did stick to the original story. They added a couple of new twists in it. I think they went a little overboard on clowns. <laughs> yeah, it would have been creepier if it had just been one. But having like five or six come out and grab the kid was plenty scary. And I hate clowns in general, so it didn't really help. But yeah, it's uh, it was just I really at one point it was just like, all right, come on, what is this a Ronald McDonald's commercial? Let's just, <laughs> let's get the ball moving. Um, but yeah, so uh, but let's go. Um, I'm trying to think. Let's go back to. We'll go back to our um, first original thing we were talking about. So we watched the original. Uh, this is basically what we watched this week. Yes. Uh, so the original Nightmare on Elm Street, which came out in 1984, um, basically kickstarted a lot of people's career on this one. Uh, Robert Eng- uh, England uh, basically got to start there. Johnny um, Depp. Johnny Depp got to start there and stuff like that. So, um, Which actually, I briefly want to touch on this. The... Watching the documentary was very fascinating, fascinating, especially for Johnny Depp's death scene. Apparently, 
like just how they filmed it was so insane and they had do you want to like go into it at all because yeah, i just yeah, thought yeah. it was fascinating that they actually used a rotating room yeah, and they, they actually... poured like tons of red water out of the center of the bed to simulate, you know, whenever he got killed. But whenever the water came down, they didn't think about the fact that they were using a bunch of like wires. Well, and there's a bunch of like not even that. It was around. just the the light at the top of the ceiling. They totally forgot about that. And as soon as it hit, electricity was pretty much running through all that water. So people were like holding on to things. I think one guy they were he was getting a, he got a little bit of shock to it and stuff like that. And so they had to wait for everything to kind of die down. And then the the room that they were filming in actually was like moving around, and they lost control of the room. So the room was like sloshing around yeah. with the water, and it was just insane. Which is funny because when you watch it, it looks like they used the revolving the the turning room twice in that movie. They used it for the first death scene of the one female. Uh, which is getting tossed around the room and cut open and everything like that. And, uh, yeah, spoilers again if you haven't seen this movie. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and then that one. And then it's funny because they even talked about how they filmed it, and it worked out beautifully, but they even said there was a part in it where Johnny was supposed to come rising up out of the bed uh, covered in blood and then just fall. And then they ended up to cut that just because how the room got damaged. They really couldn't use it anymore. It was basically like kind of like a one-shot wonder kind of thing. Like it's basically like, we got the shot, we're good, and everything like that. And then that was basically like I think one of the one of the it was like a subtle line, but they it worked so well. Is all like he's like, is there a body? Is like what's left of a body kind of thing. So it's yeah. like the guy didn't even have anything out on the stretcher kind of thing. So um, for, I will say this also, uh, Wes Craven's uh, first uh, first Home Alone, I would say. Because yeah. there's a part where Nancy's going through the house and booby-trapping everything and stuff like that. Oh, that's like that. true. So, I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. So Home Alone stole the idea from Wes Craven. So, um, but I do think that the bedroom scene whenever Johnny Depp died was probably the best scene out of the movie because it was filmed very well. And actually, even the editing was v- incredible. Um, um, but I will say this. I think the movie still holds up. Um, there are some cheesy parts to it. Like there's a part where he's in the alley and his arms are stretched out. So I think how Freddie runs is kind of comical in that because he he doesn't run like a normal, like he doesn't like, ah, I'm coming at you or just like walk fast. I think that would even be more threatening. Well, they talked about this in the, the documentary, but I think it was because of the glove because it was so heavy. It actually pulled his arm down. So he was walking weird in the first place. Well, no, no, it had nothing to do with his walk. Like I figured if he just kind of fast picked the walk, because I kind of like that idea where his hand was like kind of lower than the other, because you can see that it was a heavy walk. I'm talking about when he first runs into the first girl and he literally goes like, ah, and he's like, (laughs) Going back and forth down the aisle, and then all of a sudden she turns around, he's gone, and he's right there because I'm like, it's a dream and stuff. But I think him just walking menacingly would have probably been like a lot better. Um, I would say um, probably when the movie came out, probably scared shitless a lot of people. Uh, I would say, I don't know what our rating is for our uh, B-horror podcast. I would rate it higher if I liked the ending better. I thought the ending was kind of tacky. Well, they even talked about the ending. Like they had like three different endings involved, and they ended up using all three of them. And I still was like, and it was kind of, it was just weird, you know, kind of thing. Because it kind of doesn't make sense when the third movie comes out, the Dream Warriors or the Dream. Fourth one was Dream Warriors. Okay, wherever uh, Nancy comes back, basically. Yeah, I think it was the third one, but it was like, well, how the first one ended. Yeah, it's like all of her friends are alive, but then like, because yeah, because I was thinking about it, I was like, and. So technically, the first movie, it almost made it seem like either she was killed or it was like another dream sequence whenever Freddy was the car yeah. or 
I have no idea what happened with that. But... Yeah, I, 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 and I, I love the whenever the mom gets sucked through the window. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, I don't know. I would give it. I haven't come up with a thing. I'd give it maybe three bloody popcorns. Oh, that's know. clever. Yeah, a, a three out of five. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's about right. But uh, second movie. Second uh, Nightmare on Hark, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, Freddy's Revenge. We'll probably watch that. Uh, probably not back to back, but we'll probably watch it. But apparently, he's the gayest of the yeah. <laughs> of the thing. And honestly, like when I saw it, like I think I saw it when I was pretty young, so I didn't notice any of that until I rewatched it. Uh, probably maybe two or three years ago, going like, oh my god, there's a lot of. And, and don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with it or anything. Like that it's just it's really gay. <laughs> But um, um, I haven't. Okay, there, chief. Yeah, we're good. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, I give uh, first Nightmare on Elm Street uh three out of uh five bloody popcorns um until we come up with a better rating system. Well, uh, I'm fine with the bloody popcorns because we can use the bloodiness and versus plain and. Oh, no, I just meant, like, it'd be, <laughs> yeah. like, one bloody popcorn, two bloody popcorns, three bloody popcorns. I was trying to give it a horror film to it. Like, again, if you guys come up with a better rating system, Please go ahead and tweet us. us. <laughs> um, but I know you picked out the next movie we'll be watching, so we're going to say it here. So when you listen to this episode, we'll, you know, release the next one probably, I don't know if we're doing this every week or every two weeks or whatnot, but the next movie you recommended you wanted to see was... Uh, during the holidays, okay, I'll just say it because you totally forgot. Uh, trick or tr- trick or treat. Yes, trick or treat. Now I've never seen the movie. I wanted to see the movie, but never got a chance to see it. Now this awesome was a movie. this was a weird movie. Uh, what I mean by weird is the movie had a preview on 300 when it came out on DVD and everything like that. Yeah, Hot. And I was like, awesome, cool. But it, it kept saying coming soon to theaters. I don't even know if the movie got released in the theaters. I think it was one of those movies that just went right to DVD, which I thought was weird. But um, it yeah. was a great movie, though. I loved it, and actually it has Anna Paquin in it. It has a bunch of famous people in it. Yes, yes, but it does. it's it's a very interesting movie, and I love how it links everything together because it has like all these like sort of like random stories um, going on in this little town, and then it all kind of links together. But it's. It's so bizarre and it's so fascinating. So we'll uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll make sure to do our notes this time. What year it came out? What what rating did it get? Uh, I know it's not that old of a movie, but we'll see if it still holds up. Um, I'll also get a fresh new take of someone who's actually seen the movie before, opposed to someone who hasn't seen the movie before, which I think would be a great thing. So either like when you saw it, you loved it. I could see it now and be like, it was okay. Kind of thing. But yeah, so if you want to go ahead and watch that and then uh, send us what you guys think or maybe when you first saw it or whatnot, uh, go ahead and hit us up on at uh, BHorrorCast on the Twitter and or go ahead and follow us on the Facebook. Give us a like there at the www.facebook.com backslash not another BHorrorCast. Give us a like and send us a comment or anything that you want to do. So um, I think that's all I got. Do you have anything else you want to touch upon before we wrap this thing up? I think that we're good. I mean, Actually, we covered a lot of information or a lot of well, topics. Well, uh, we can so. end on this note because okay. um, uh, hopefully we'll have a better structure again. This is the first show. We're not <laughs> sure what's going to stay, but uh, Nicholas Cage has a new horror film comes out. Now, I know what you guys are thinking. Nicholas Cage in a film? No, but don't get me wrong. Nicholas Cage has done some good movies. 
Not in a really lot long more, time. A <laughs> lot more bad than good, but he has been known to have a good movie. But apparently a new uh, horror movie, uh, Pay the Ghost, uh, Nicolas Cage plays a professor of literature who lost his son, uh, Charlie, while they are out celebrating Halloween and comes to believe his disappearance has a supernatural cause. Uh, now, I think it's going to be available on uh, VOD and iTunes. I'm not sure if this is coming out on into theaters um, at all. But uh, I don't know when this is actually coming out. But this is the first time that anyone's really kind of been posting something about Nicolas Cage in a like a movie. Usually they don't hype up Nicolas Cage movies unless it's something back behind like a big budget studio such as Fox for two Ghost Rider movies that we're not going to speak <laughs> of. And or, uh, I mean, come on, season, what Ghost Rider movies? season of The Witch, no one talked about that. And it was on Netflix for like a week. And even Netflix was like, we got to get rid of this. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know how well that um, settles everything. So, um, But yeah, so guaranteed uh, pay... Pay the Ghost um, will be a new film. Uh, I guess it's coming out. Uh, uh, apparently, also, uh, Nicolas Cage really loves Halloween. So, I guess it's the only time he gets to play Superman. Um, <laughs> Which is probably a good thing, because looking at that costume... Uh, but, yeah, a couple of other sh- things to look forward to, as we also talked about... Um, what's it called? Uh, we talked about uh, movies that will be coming out, hopefully... Um, Things like that. But also, don't forget, the new season of American Horror Story will be starting soon in October. Also, I said Walking Dead will be starting soon as well. Uh, Fear of the Walking Dead has already started. And uh, I'm trying to remember what else is coming. That's... uh also, I don't know if Oh, Sleepy Hollow. That'll be coming back. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I watched that show. Um, I should probably make sure I'm recording it. Um... I don't know if any of you guys watched The Strain at all, but I've uh, heard yes. really good things about it. I haven't actually seen it, but let me know what you guys think. Let me know if it's any good. If we, yeah, you know. that's a that's actually another good thing. Recommend if you want to recommend us to watch stuff and yes, we'll watch it and do. review it. We can we do that as well. That. And then I also totally forgot that they um, Black Mirror. Um, mm-hmm. I'll end on this note because uh, Matthew, uh, another host, a co-host on the Four Eye Radio Network, socially awkward. Um, he brought, got me into Black Mirror, which is a show that was, I believe, I think it was on Sci-Fi. I know it was a British show though, but it only was like three episodes, and I think they had like two seasons, three seasons. Um, and then they had a Christmas episode, but it looks like Netflix has picked them up and is actually doing 12 episodes run of these things. Now, it's kind of like a, I would say like a, a newer, creepier version of the Twilight Zone where they're all single stories. They kind of have links, though, not like the actual story, but like you can notice some of the technology, the time period, like all this kind of stuff kind of links together. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great, um, great idea, and I'm looking forward to one. I would say the best episode I've seen so far, I believe, is Black Christmas. Or is it White Christmas? It might be White Christmas. I think it's White Christmas. Um, but yeah, uh, John Hamm's in that one. Um, it's more of a psychological horror than like bloody, gory slasher type horror. So, which is actually more interesting to me, anyways. And that's why I like Alfred Hitchcock so much. That's why he's such a. But great. yes, but uh, we'll hopefully dive into more. Um, again, we're just feeling this podcast out right now. We're sure we get our footing soon. And uh, yeah, so enjoy. And uh, um, again, I have not come up with a sign-off. I have. Uh, you have to come up with a sign-off? I have. All right. Well, then I'll put it this way. Um, I'm Steve-O, and you can find me at Stephen M. Mooney Jr. on the Twitters. Don't forget to check out any other show I'm pretty much associated with on the 4i Radio Network. And uh, and you can find me at just not another B horror cast on Facebook. So until next time, Carpe Noctum.
This has been another fine production of the 4i Radio Network. For more great shows, check out www.4iradio.com.